Welcome to the Mind Body Business Podcast. Have you ever considered your superpower? If you had one gift to leave with humanity, what would that be? We believe that everyone possesses a superpower. This is your value proposition, your je ne sais quoi to help make a tangible difference in the world. Each week, our show explores these superpowers with tantalizing thought seeds germinating only from the power of collective thought. We invite you to join us for one hour each week and listen in as we dispense superpower knowledge from great people doing greater things. Hey, welcome back to the Mind Body Business Podcast. As I do a quick sound check on my board, there it sounded a little flat. And that was Steve. I'm Devo. And I'm Lisa Staff. And today we're going to have a conversation around relationships in your business and your personal and your professional life and that sort of crossover and how the two co-mingle. Sort of co-mingle. Nice word. Co-mingle and, and can become the cornerstone the bedrock of how you actually live your life so the the, reason for success or failure yeah so the conversation the catalyst for this conversation i was at a a recent wedding i was at a recent wedding too i think we're at the same one oh my god and i was over i was filming for this wedding and i was with the brides and i was listening to the conversation the bride and the bride it was a a polygamous wedding i like it (laughs) How would you shoot that? Polygamous wedding? Yeah. So do you have two first looks? (laughs) Or three or four. (laughs) And what happens afterwards when the consummation occurs? So does do you is everybody in the same space? I I mean, you came from a Mormon background. Let's hear about this. So I wouldn't know. I don't know what you shoot when you go out and shoot people, but all right. So back to reality. So I'm I'm sitting in the bride's um, getting ready room, and there was like nine or ten, a gaggle of women a gaggle of women and and they were all engaging in a conversation that can i just be blunt they were talking shit about their partners their husbands their boyfriends and i was like is this what all women do when they're away from their men's detailed horrible detailed horrible stuff and i hadn't yet met the men but i was taking notes so i could go back to them and use it as sort of like (laughs) did you want to have some inside scoop on what uh, melanie was just (gasps) saying about you um but anyhow they were talking really horrible about their partners and my first thought was i don't think lisa feels that way about me i hope (laughs) oh to be a fly on the wall i should probably check in on this but i came back to you later that night and i was like let me just tell you some of the things that were said this today and and you said that would be an interesting podcast because that sort of energy that negative energy that they were throwing out there they were dropping harsh name calling too and I'm, and you you said i wonder if that sort of negativity that negative perspective of things if it has bubbled over into their professional lives as well and and then you went on to say something to the effect of you know it's interesting we have negative experiences from time to time with our clients how, how do we respond to those negative experiences so that it doesn't affect our business in the long term, even the short term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think there's like a crescendo effect from doing that, whether it's you're trash talking someone that's a, a friend or you know is supposed to be a friend, and then you start talking bad. If it's in a relationship, you start talking bad to your girlfriends about, oh, you wouldn't believe what he was doing, da-da-da. 
you you open the door for that, don't you? And then then those friends, say you get on the phone and you're talking to a girlfriend and you're like, oh, you wouldn't believe what he did. And maybe you're just like frustrated, tired that day, whatever. And you forget about it. And you go on and all of a sudden you're, you're, you know, stars in your eyes, hearts in your eyes, whatever. You're in love. You're so in love. And you totally forget that trash talk that you spread to that girlfriend. She hasn't forgotten about it. She's thinking the whole time, like, oh, she's hanging out with a real jerk. He's, a, I can't believe that, that she's still with him, all of that. It trickles into a lot, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, you have, it's not to say that everything is a bed of roses. We got in an argument last week, but in the end, it's sort of. But who was right? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I, I don't think, I don't think that we're judging in any way about how the efficacy of their relationship. I think what I was surprised most at is that all of them had nothing but negative things to say about their partners, how they were lazy, how they had to do all the house chores, how sat on their asses all day and watched TV. And my first thought was, these dudes sound like total dickheads. So they probably should start pulling up. Like they should probably be aware of that their partners feel this way. And then my second thought was, you know, the thing that I love about my relationship with you and, and, and the same way, it's the same way I live my relationship with my kids is that we're very communicative. And if we have an issue, we're very open about it. And, and you're very point blank with me about something that's bothering you. Mm-hmm. And so my, my first thought that night is, I wonder how many times those two people have actually had a conversation with their partner about the things that are bothering them. And if you continue to have that same conversation over and over and nothing ever changes, then you should probably take a more introspective look at the value of that relationship. But then to bring it back to the customers, when you have an issue with a customer or a customer has an issue with you, is it, is it your prerogative and is it your job to make sure that those lines of communication are transparent and open or do you just bite the bullet? Okay, I love this question and I'm probably going to go off on all different tangents, so keep bringing it back. But um, Wow, the I, roles are reversed. <laughs> I'm usually the rabbit hole chaser. <laughs> No, but I, I, you know, like, I think all those women were jumping on that bandwagon and whether they were just venting or whatever, and maybe they don't entirely feel like that, but they wanted to get in the game. It's, it's bad mojo. It's bad mojo. It's really bad mojo. Especially and before it a wedding. A bad, it leaves a bad taste, a bad atmosphere, bad vibe, all of that. And that, that correlates with business as well. It just, it just leaves a bad vibe and it, it it can deteriorate from there. And I was in a relationship before and I didn't say anything. I didn't communicate. I just, and I'm not like trying to be like, oh, poor me. It, that It's my fault that I just kept it in and became passive aggressive about things, mm-hmm. right? And that is detrimental to the fact that you don't communicate. And then at one point, you know, you have something else layered on top of something and then you explode and look like a, a crazy banshee that's freaking out over something that's so small and insignificant without communicating those things happen whether it's in personal or business and what seems really super clear and defined to you if you're not communicating it well even though you may think that you are that leads into a lot of frustrations in relationships and in business too like don't they see how much work I'm putting into this don't they know you know the thought the time the care the consideration no, they don't see it. They don't know how many hours you've put into it Nor do they or care. the experience that you've had that have, have taken you to the ability to do that. 
because they don't see what you're doing. They Nor do see, they care. They don't care. They shouldn't have to care. No. But but you being cheesed off because, oh my gosh, I just put a, like a full week into this and they're not appreciating it. Well, they're paying you for something. If you're feeling like they're not understanding the process behind it, then you need to communicate more clearly or bill more appropriately mm. for what you're doing. So, so are you saying that the onus is on us to explain to our clients, hey, you stupid fuck, you didn't realize how much time and energy I put into this? Or are you saying that we should be more proactive about letting them know how much time and energy go into it in a more diplomatic way? What are you saying there? Because I don't think the client really gives two dams about how much energy you put into something. I think that they need to have some sort of insight into what's going into the process, whatever that job is, so that they know these are the expectations, these are the deliverables. And if they're asking for things outside of that, just like in a relationship, if you were asking for something extra, (laughs) I'm not going to go into that, but whatever you want that extra thing to be, you would have a discussion and then that discussion would be like, yes, I can, <laughs> I can certainly do that for you, sweetheart, but that would involve you buying me a car. So, or then you're, so you're all so, about the conditional relationship. No, I'm not, but I'm about negotiating and that should be done, right? Just like in a business relationship, if you're communicating well and somebody's asking for extra, extra, you're going to say to them, I would love to be able to do that for you. Let's renegotiate and let's add that on so that everything is out is the customer always right? In some certain situations, like we are there to fulfill that need. We're there for a specific purpose for them. Is the customer always right? Not always. So how do you we deal want with them that? to, but you want them to feel like they're always right. So how do you deal with that but, when the customer isn't right? You know, here's, philosophically. Here's the thing. Sometimes they have hired you to do something very specific because you're an expert in that and they can't, they can't do that job. So you're there to ease in or ease or lighten their burden, right? So how do you explain to a customer that, that, that is but, wrong, but insists that they are right, but philosophically and tactically and logistically, you cannot do what it is that they're asking. How do you explain that? I think, I think again, it just needs to be that open communication. You saying, from my experience Mm -hmm. and from the investigation and the details that we've done and all the work that we've done behind the scenes on this, our insight is this option A will get you what you're, you're asking for. And you're really good at that. I'm not very good at that. And I, I, by and large, 99 to be diplomatic, don't you? Because that strong fist of, and I'm not saying that you do it, but I'm saying, I'm the person, I'm, I'm the kid that would, when, um, and you probably know this, when um, I'm, a, I'm a bit stubborn and when someone, no, pu- when someone pushes me, like with, you know, if I was a kid, my mom would say, well, you know, you can't come out until you say you're sorry. I'm like, you're going to push me in my room. I'll see you in a week. Like, yeah, when well, you just walk away, you just, like you don't even you don't even cater to that. You are I'm one much, of the most stubborn... I'm much more diplomatic with clients than I am, and I'm more willing to back, you know, backward bend for so clients. So maybe you should treat me like a client sometimes when we argue, and I'll try to point out that regardless of what you say, I'm still right. No, but there's a way to do that, isn't that? Yeah. Just like in relationships, there's a way to speak to that person 
same with with business well it's the same thing in parenting it's the same thing in personal relationships as it is as professional so uh, you know, and my children are a good example uh, and, I, and i used to think because i was raised this way i was raised with an iron fist that it was my dad's way or the highway he used to say that all the time to me it's my way or the highway if you don't like it then go out and i was like well you do know that i've run away every single week <laughs> and for some reason you always come after me and bring me back because i'm basically your slaver true like i literally ran away 116 times between the ages of six and 12 six and 14 maybe and he always would say to me a pattern (laughs) maybe there's something that needs to be fixed no but he would always say like it's my way or the highway and i'm and i'm thinking well i took the highway bro (laughs) 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 and you dragged me back i was hiding in your parents basement you had that stick with the handkerchief at the end with all your goods in it (laughs) you're walking just like in the car it was already packed just like the suitcase (laughs) i bring down to you every week (laughs) it's already packed it's got books and that's it yeah so early on i carried that into my parenting style with my children and i think i was and they were babies so i could get away with it and i don't mean that i was an asshole i just mean that yeah no i just mean that early on i was like this is how we're going to do it i'm very rigid and very structured in how i'm going to raise my kids and it wasn't until that they actually started having a voice and i realized you know at three and four years old they start to actually understand things and they're able to project it back to you that i realized that my parenting style was was sort of similar to how my dad raised me. And I was like, I was very strict and steadfast in how I did things. And I realized, you know, they had to go to bed at nine o'clock, blah, blah, blah. And then I quickly realized, and I don't know how I came across this epiphany, but I realized that I was starting to reflect the values that I was brought up on. And I'm like, I'm not going to be that asshole parent. I'm just not going to be that person. And I, I now believe our job as parents in relationship with our children is to to be there for them, to be a good example for them, most importantly, and to educate and raise them so that they're independent of us, but they have the power and the freedom of observation and, and whatnot to see what might be the best way to live their life and, and be grow into superpowers of their own, right? So back to dealing with relationships and each other, you know, we're in a relationship, we're, we're both entrepreneurs and we're, we're both business owners. And, and one of the things I've learned from you, truthfully, what I've learned from you is that diplomacy goes way further than Iron Fist. And, you know, I, I, I have, for the most part, been very blessed with my clients. I've had fantastic clients. And, and that's not by accident. I think it, I've worked for that, as have you. But occasionally, we'll get somebody who just, we don't see eye to eye. And I think five, six years ago, before I met you, I would have just been like, that's how we do it. And I'm sorry, but there's just, there's no wiggle room for that. And now my approach would be, like you just said, let's see if we can find a middle ground. I had a recent client, and can can I keep talking for this? Mm -hmm. I had a client recently who came to me with a quote-unquote limited budget and flying across the country to shoot a wedding here in North Carolina. And so it was in the middle of COVID, and um, my weddings were, my bookings in in the wedding business were down by about 50%. And so, you know, I felt bad for him. I was like, okay, cool, I'll hook you up. You know, it sounds, this is, so I gave him a a, a considerable discount on his services. Um, But at the same time, I only gave him limited coverage. So I met him in the middle. I said, I can give you the budget that you're looking for, but instead of 10 hours, I can only give you four. I can only give you five. I forget what the final details were. Anyway, Lincoln, long story short, um, he ended up using, and I didn't shoot the wedding, was one of my um, photographers who shot it. Um, he ended up keeping my photographer there for an additional four hours, even though he knew up front that he wasn't. And I'm, I'm just going to be candid and transparent about this story. And, and so, you know, to my, to my discredit, um, 
I could have told Brian, the photographer, it's time for you to go home, but I didn't want to leave them high and dry, just like walk away from it. Mm -hmm. And so my response to it was instead of dealing with it that night and upsetting the groom and the bride on their wedding night, I was like, we'll just deal with it offline afterwards, just kind of do your thing. And we did. So we had long conversations with the groom and the bride afterwards. And I made them very clear on my point on this. And and former me probably would have said to them, no, Brian, just pack up and go home because they haven't paid you for this. But anyway, we, we found a middle ground and they ended up paying for the services that they had used, even though they didn't. But my approach to it was more diplomatic than I would have been in, in the past about it because it was kind of an upsetting situation. They were taking advantage of my kindness and my benevolence, truthfully. And um, so diplomatically, I dealt with it and it turned out to be a, a positive story, a positive outcome for everybody. It was a long story, but sorry. But it had a happy ending. So. Yeah. So the, the, the point of all <laughs> it's that. It's just like a Disney movie. <laughs> so the point of all that is going back to the beginning of the conversation. If you have an issue with somebody, mm-hmm. communicate, talk it out. Mm-hmm. Like I tell my kids the same thing. Like if you have a problem with something, you need to come to me. I can't read your mind. I need to know what it is that you're struggling with. And same with you and me. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk this through. How do we get, how do we find, to, find our ways to the other side? Mm-hmm. And you do the same thing with your clients. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think in all situations, like knowledge is power, right? Mm-hmm. So as, as a child, we didn't know things we would, you know, our, our parents would instruct us or we would feel like they don't know anything. And as you learned and you grow and you, you gained that knowledge, that light came through and you're, yeah. oh, I understand it. Same within relationships, same within business. So if you do have a client you're talking about, is your, is your customer always right? Well, they have the opportunity to always be right because they're paying you to do a service. So if you're not educating them, if you're not giving them what they need or helping them to understand what they need, or on the other hand, if you're not listening to what they're actually saying, it it all does come down to communicating, comes down to nurturing, comes down to taking your ego out of the equation. It comes down to where you feel like you're being respected as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of it you know, we get offended when we feel like we're not being valued. So where does that come into play? Are you undercharging for what you're doing? Do you need to reevaluate what your pricing is? Do you need to reevaluate what you're doing? Or or is there something that you can offshoot to someone else to do because there's a a personality conflict or anything like that? Well, I think a lot of times, and we talked about this in a a podcast with with Stephanie, is that I think gutturally, we actually know the answers to most of the problems that we face. Genuinely, I believe that. But we allow our ego, like you just said, to typically get in the way of most of the solutions because mm-hmm. we're offended or we don't want to bend over backwards for them because it's their fault, not ours, or because we think we're right and they're wrong, or because we're the photographer, we know better than you do, or I'm the business owner. Of course, I know more than this. And I, I'm guilty of this every single day. And it's one of the, my, I, I truly believe my life lesson on this planet is to deal with my ego because I, any, any troubles that I've ever had, whether they've been in relationships for the most part, I was had some relationships where I actually wasn't benignly innocent and, and I was taken advantage of. I won't go in there. But most of the time, it's ego that gets in the way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We're offended. We're hurt. 
and we have a response we have a choice in how we respond we we do have a choice in how we respond and a, a lot of times too as with a personal relationship as with a business relationship you're hearing what they're communicating with you but you may not know the backstory you may not know that you know they've had a horrible day a horrible week that you know they may be having personal problems they may be having health problems you know the list goes on but we just see what affects us mm -hmm. as we do in most situations in life so having a clear understanding of of what is is the causation of this and if if push comes to shove if you can't you know form a resolution if you are miserable working with this person you have the opportunity to not work with that person. Absolutely. And sometimes it comes down to money. Maybe maybe the reason why they're not doing something within your business and you're like, you know, you should be doing this and why aren't they? It could be budget. It could be money. You know, like we've learned from another client. He asks up front when he's talking to his clients, do you have a budget for this? Mm -hmm. And then that sets the, the platform and the stage for where they're able to go without kind of like guessing. And, you know, what am I quoting and what am I doing and how much work am I putting into this? Mm -hmm. When you feel like they, they don't have the budget to do that, then you can kind of work around that in a mm -hmm. different way. Absolutely. So the takeaway for this for me is that context is everything. Mm -hmm. Communicate with integrity. Absolutely. Communicate unconditionally. Be transparent and operate from a auspices of diplomacy. Negativity breeds negativity. It's it a seeps. It seeps everywhere. And the, that's a funny thing because the thing about negativity is once that swill sort of begins, it pervades everything. Mm -hmm. It pervades everything you do for the rest of the day. Or mm -hmm. and, and if you and what happens is it sort of starts become snowball effect right Absolutely. and it, it carries over into how you deal with your kids or it carries over into how you engage in podcasts or you know my my mom always used to say to me and, I, and my my mom you know she has she is who she is but one thing i always picked up on from her and if you've ever if you ever meet her you'll see this she's always happy and she's always like, you should just let your body smile. Like, that's what you do. Just let your body smile. Because if your body is smiling, then other people see a smile, smile and that's just how they're going to respond. And I never really understood that. I'm like, what do you mean let your body smile? Like, she's crazy. She's, yeah, you're <laughs> fucking loopy loop, mom. <laughs> like, I know, you, I know you don't know what mushrooms are, but I think somehow you got some in your soup. Because, and yet uh, she's happy, though. So yeah. maybe she's and if you, and Yeah, and you've had conversations with her. She's always just like <laughs> laughing and just like... Yeah. And then I don't know if she's she goes, obviously high. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she goes home and she slices her wrist in the middle of the night and then she starts back up the next morning. Okay. That but, got dark, but she's really, really happy. And so I, I try to practice that and I fail at it sometimes, but trying to go outside and just, you know, go out to the store. And, and when we're in the situation right now with these masks, for example, like I won't wear one, but before anybody has an opportunity to say anything to me, I like shower them with kindness. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I engage them with them in conversation or I'll give them a compliment and stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to just going to shower you because if you try to say anything, you're going to feel really bad because and it really but it truthfully it works. And I, I'm not saying that I'm manipulating the situation, but in every situation, diplomacy and kindness work better. That's really, I guess, my final takeaway for that. OK. And just because I want to have the last word. Go for it. Like attracts like. Damn straight it does. Right. And if you're, if you're spreading that positivity, if you're kind, generous in a relationship, whether it's personal or business, friends, romantic, all of that, and business, you're going to attract that. 
if you really, really would like to be surrounded by horrible negative people that just bring you down, then more power to you. Keep going out there and spreading that that bad juju. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I don't have anything else to say. Neither do I. Okay. It's fun. It is fun. It's always fun. Do you think those women will stay married? in that group because if they're not that would have been the perfect time for us to hand out our business card and say hey i'm seeing some trouble here when you guys break up and you get remarried call me oh i thought you were going to the therapy or the no i don't know if they're going to stay together it's hard for me to i'm not going to make a projection because again context is everything i i don't know yeah i know but i don't but all joking aside i don't i don't know what goes on behind the scenes um i will say this that Having met the men while they were nice, when I it, when I when I was engaging with them, it's it always it's funny in this business that we're in. The point is always driven home to me how different men are from women in almost every sense of the way. And while we can be very purposeful and and pointed in how we live our lives and we're in alignment with stuff, we are so dramatically different from you. Men are in. And um, I think that's, I think that's, and that's why the puzzle pieces fit. Yeah. And I think that can serve a purpose, but if you, if you're not communicating with each other and you're not sort of lined up with your values and the values that they were complaining about, they were clearly not lined up because the things they were complaining about was sex, was work around the house, was taking care of the children, um, was grocery shopping, was doing cooking. Like they were just complaining about all the things that were of value to them. And mm-hmm. clearly the men had value system that were misaligned because the men were talking about how they, all they want to do is play golf and how they want to do is watch the big football game and hunt and do all the things. And I'm just like, these, these two groups are completely opposite on their value system. And I think the difference between successful relationships, whether it's with your client or in a platonic relationship between two people or with your children it's are the value systems in alignment for the most part Mm -hmm. because if they are you're all working towards the same thing no matter how you get there you're all working for the same thing right true and i think i think that mentality like i can change them you know i think a lot of women go into a relationship i can change that man to be you know like that's not the way you go into it and if you think that with a client too if you think oh i'm going to change them you still need to have that that understanding of what you're able to offer, what they're able to accept, and that communication between you. Because if it's just a horrible relationship, it's just not worth the money. Here's a great idea. Instead of writing vows to each other for your wedding that mean mostly absolutely nothing, they're just dribble. How about the two of you before your family and your friends or whomever you decide to get married to, you go through a value proposition exercise. With Just each like other. we do for business. I like that. And you sit, bra- I want to be branded too. Yes. And, but you think about it and you sit down and you go through a value exercise so that you can clearly see my value is spirituality. My value is freedom. My value is integrity. My value is, is living my best life, whatever your value is. And there's ways to determine that you can clearly see that the two of us are lined up on nine out of the 10 metrics in our value system. We're ready and, to and do this. And we talk a lot about, and when our, we do our branding exercise about purpose as well. Yeah. It's a good idea. I like it. Could we sell it? Yeah, we could sell it. Okay. We shouldn't talk about it anymore. Okay. <laughs> I 
a good time with you. Anything else you want to add? No, it's fantastic. All right. I'm Diva. This is Lisa. You can find us at sproutconnectors.com. Today, we talked a little bit about everything as usual, but by and large, we talked about relationships and that crossover. You, you used a different word in the beginning. That, that, that crossover between personal and professional lives and how you manage one relationship in one is a direct reflection of how you manage relationships in everything you do. So how you treat your children, how you treat your, your spouse or your partner, how you treat your customers, how you treat. I saw, and I'm going to end this with this. I saw a fantastic meme and it's from the English actor that we both love um, from the, uh, what's the English actor we both love? We can never remember his damn name. Tom, Russell, Russell Brand? No, not no. Tom. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. And, and, and he, he had a quote on Instagram the other day, and he said, I always watch how people treat the waiter or the waitress mm. versus how they treat me because I'm a celebrity. And if they don't treat the waiter or the waitress with the same decorum, the same amount of respect, I will not allow them in my circle. And I, I don't know much about the dude or if he even said it, but it was on his Instagram, so I'm assuming that he did. And oh, I was he, like, re- he really likes dogs, so he's a good person. Yeah, it's a, great, it's a really good point. <laughs> But it's a great point. Like if, if you can't treat everybody with the same level of respect, especially people who you see as beneath you, right? And there's nobody that's beneath you. You just happen to have more success. That doesn't mean they're lesser than you. Mm-hmm. They just haven't had the same amount of success as you had. If you can't treat the people who are quote unquote beneath you with the same level of decorum and respect as you can the people above you, because there's always somebody bigger than you, no matter who you think you are, there's always somebody that's better than you, then you should probably have a look at your value system and how that how that affects mm-hmm. your life. I like it. All right then. See you on the other side. Yep. Yeah.